0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the All Hoops Podcast, your go-to home for all things basketball. I'm your host, Steve Inman, and as always, I'm joined by producer to the stars, Chris Brito. The NBA season is in the books, so Chris and I will talk about what that means for Giannis' legacy, fresh off an NBA championship. And is this the end of the road for the Suns? Plus some Team USA drama. Before we get to all that, Chris, my friend, how
1: are you? Hey, Stevie, baby. Thank you for that wonderful introduction as always. Um, so we finally got to the end of this NBA season, which was a whirlwind as it usually is. And the Bucks are now NBA champions and Giannis is an NBA champion. What a story for him, overcoming poverty in Greece, you know, selling uh, I believe CDs and cassettes or, or whatever it was in the streets of Greece. And now he is an NBA champion. And I, you can't, you simply can't have enough about this guy. And I think the best, the best part about him really is his, his humility. And I think we saw that on full display on several press conferences and several like interactions with other people, with, um, with his, with his fellow teammates and everything about him. It's, it's hard not to love Giannis, but, before we get to talk about him, what were your impressions of the series, and where does where do the Suns and where do the Bucks go from
0: here? Yeah, I mean, for one, going to Giannis real quick. Like, is this is there a more likable NBA champion, like head guy, like than Giannis? Like, who was the last guy that was this much beloved from the NBA community? I would say it's probably Dirk, which is you know more than ten years ago now when he won. So, Chris, this is awesome. You know, this is great to see. It's not something I expected. I thought the Suns were gonna win this in five games. If Giannis was healthy, six games. And yet at the same time, it's the Bucks who flipped the script Bucks in six. You had Brandon Jennings there, you had Dave Chappelle there, people going nuts, the Deer District going nuts, Sixty-five thousand people outside the arena, Chris. How is that a small market? I don't know about that. But uh It's just crazy because we thought Giannis was doubtful to play in game one. We talked about, you know, not sure he's gonna play. We expected him to play at some point in the series. We didn't know when. And yet now he's coming off one of the most dominant performances in NBA finals history.
1: Yeah. And listen, we've we've seen LeBron James absolutely dominate the basketball floor. We've seen Steph Curry and Kevin Durant do similarly. We've even seen Kobe Bryant do things like this too, but not the way Giannis has done it so single-handedly. I mean, his performance to, to seal game six last night in Milwaukee was just incredible. I, I mean, there was no one on the Suns who could stop him. And quite frankly, I don't think there's many players in the NBA who can't. But Giannis was simply the best player on the floor. There was no, I mean, James Harden can make fun of of him just like, of, of, of how Giannis and scores dunking. the basketball running and dunking. But Giannis is the one who has an, who has a ring right now. So who's the fool now? Anyway. And he did it on his own.
0: He didn't go to a super
1: team, he didn't demand a trade, he didn't say we're not good
0: enough, I want out of here like James Harden did, no disrespect, he did it in his own place.
1: Yes, and I, and I think that's the best part, you know, I think he when he also paid homage to Milwaukee for embracing him as a teenager, and, you know, Mr. Smoothie Man, he, he you know, it, We can just go on and on about how Giannis really is such a a breath of fresh air in today's NBA like he is low maintenance he is all about just basketball no drama to him I mean as you said he's just a likable guy and I think his story makes him even more compelling so I hope this is the first of many championships for Giannis and in terms of the Suns, it sucks that Chris Paul couldn't get that ring. Um, you know, it'll probably be really tough for the Suns to be back in the finals just because they have a lot of competition with the Clippers. They have competition with the Lakers, the Mavericks and Luka, and the Warriors are healthy, are, are going to be healthy again. So the path for the Suns is much harder than the Bucks is right now. But that being said, this was year one of the experiment with Chris Paul. I know he's not getting any younger, but I think this team could still make some waves in the years to come. Or, you know, considering the rest of that core is very young.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's going to be really fascinating to see how these contract negotiations with Chris Paul go. He's going to decline the player option, I would think. Do you give him the three for a hundred that he's probably seeking? I think you don't have a choice. You know, it's it's scary with the age. You saw him kind of breaking down at the end of the series, you know, trying to get him to the finish line. He had a pretty good game six, but, you know, games two, two through five were nothing special. And, they, you know, he just looked like he ran out of gas. And that's not surprising considering his age. But, Chris, I'd be very nervous that you're not going to get this kind of Chris Paul again through a not 82-game season, but a 100-game season because the goal is not to – you know, finish with the one seed again, the goal is to win an NBA championship. And to do that, you're going to have to win 16 games in the playoffs. They fell too short, but at the same time, I'm not sure if their window is, is open anymore. You know, you mentioned, you know, the Lakers are going to be better and healthy. The Warriors are going to be better and healthy. There's always some other team that's on the rise, you know, Utah with Gobert and Mitchell, those guys are, are, are well in their prime. They're probably still improving actually, you know, Obviously, the Clippers are down, but there, there's so many threats out there. And While I really believe the Sun team is good and is a legit top-four seed, I don't really see them as the favorites next year out of the West. And for that reason, I'm wondering if this was their only
1: big chance in a while. I, I don't know if you can say that about a team that is so young. I mean, maybe, it, it's, maybe they won't. But maybe. their key
0: guy is not young he's not young right. and without okay. and yeah. without they don't have a, a guy who can replace that,
1: him. That that being said though, I mean, can we say Booker is is entering his prime or is in his prime? He's
0: in his prime. He's in his prime, but at the same okay. time we've seen what a 20 high 20s 20, 27 point a game guy Booker is without Chris Paul. It's a they're a 30 plus win team. You, you know, right. and if Chris Paul is not going to give you this all NBA level play that he's given you this year, yes. I don't really know how they're much better than that going forward.
1: Listen, I think there, there are always so many variables that go into a season and I'm not quick to dismiss the Suns because most of that roster is young. And I understand that Chris Paul is an influential player, but let's not forget that the same Suns team was on the verge of making the bubble to your, uh, was it, it will be last year. Wow, it feels like such a long time ago. 2020, but they were on the so verge I, of
0: making what the 10 seed. Like that's what we're talking about. Like I'm talking, right, like but did they miss
1: their chance to be an NBA champ? No, no. I mean, no. You can We can't. We can't say that, Steve. I mean, the, the rest of that roster is relatively young. Who's to say that they're not back? Maybe not next year. And I'm not saying. Again, I think. Maybe you and me are being caught – are getting caught with semantics. I mean, I, I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to be with Chris Paul, but, you know, Devin Booker will be back in the NBA playoffs in his career. I mean, NBA, yeah. uh, NBA finals in his career.
0: I'm not sure. It, we'll see. I mean – It's hard to get there, man. It is hard to get there. And he gets there, and they are so close. And they, he, at times, was the best player on the court. Giannis takes that for the entire series, obviously. But he was the best player on the court for, you know, what, a couple of those games – and they fell so short. And to me, without Chris Paul playing at his absolute best, I don't see how they can get back there.
1: I think the, the other thing that really speaks to how great um, the Bucks are is just how even-keeled they were mentally, right. right? Like, besides the Heat series, which is really big, I think, in terms of the whole picture of the playoffs, they exercised their demons by beating the Heat, right? And then they were down virtually to every team they faced in the playoffs that. They were down to the Nets. They were down. They were down against the Hawks, and they were down against the, the Suns uh, by two games. And just the way they found a way to win, and Giannis being the consistent force in all of that was just. I mean, and Giannis was also injured. He had a hyperextended knee, and we thought that he wasn't going to come back 100. That that part to crazy. me was also crazy, and yeah, he looked like. I didn't see that meant, coming. Like I saw this one tweet and like, all right, imagine he's this good with a, I guess, an injured knee. Imagine how how good he would be with fully healthy.
0: Yeah. I don't know what, what changed, but he just focused his mind on I have to get this done. We're almost at the finish line. We're so close. Because, again, we like this Bucks team. We like this Suns team. But there's no guarantee that either one of them will ever get this opportunity again. And he just laser focused himself on getting this thing done. Obviously, Giannis was the most important factor in this series. But I want to give Coach Bud a little credit here. And I've been killing him for the last couple of weeks. But having Drew Holiday play full court, you know, midway through this series, it wore Chris Paul down. He was not the same player for most of this series because of that. And you know what? You you know, Drew Holiday had some really big moments Biggest moment of his career that, you know, the steal and then the lob in game five. But for the most part, he did not shoot the ball well. You know, he's 1-11 he in the first half in, uh, in game six. But he his defense was one of the, the second most important factor in the series behind Giannis. He wore Chris Paul down. Chris Paul was not able to orchestrate the way he would. And you saw it when they took Drew Holiday out of the game and they put the corpse of Jeff Teague in. The, that's when the Suns made their runs. And Drew yeah, Holiday and, is one of the more underrated guys in the NBA, and you saw why in this series. And if he finds I, a way to shoot the ball better, you know, win Giannis on the court,
1: this is a team that could win multiple titles. So speaking of Drew Holiday, I mean, he – I think the best part about him is what you just said, his, his defense. And, I, and, I, and a lot of the conversation about him was that he can provide shooting over someone like Eric Bledsoe and be at least an offensive threat but as we saw throughout the playoffs it was really his defense that was one of the you know catalysts in allowing the bucks to just you know come back in the series and and being forced against the likes of you know Kevin Durant you know Trey Young and all these different players that you know are offensive juggernauts on on any given day against anybody else but then this also brings up the fact that, you know, both these guys are supposed to play on Team USA in the Olympic. What do you think they should do? Should they go? Should they not go? I mean, they were they were around a lot of people the last two days. They're going to probably skip the parade if they go. I mean, if I'm them, I stay right where I am and enjoy the moment.
0: I don't get why this is even a question. Like, of course they should not go, Chris. Like, the idea of them playing grueling basketball after playing in the playoffs last year in the bubble – they had a very short offseason, as we continue to talk about. They're playing this very condensed playoff schedule now. They look gassed on the court yesterday. You know, they look gassed. And now we're talking about, let's take a 13-hour flight to be rotation players in a Greg Popovich team, USA team. I don't get it. I, I would not be anywhere near there. Let me just go chill on a float in this parade. People throwing beers at me. Like, that. that sounds way better than them going to Tokyo right now I I mean I don't get it at the same time this Team USA probably could use those guys and usually that's not something I would say it's it's interesting to see what's going on with them right now they're kind of a mess which is very entertaining I did not expect that I thought they were going to be dominating every team by 30 plus points Chris but now it looks like it's going to be a legit competition where USA is still the favorite but they're not the overwhelming destroy everybody's hope favorite. And I think it's going to be really fun to see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think you, as team USA, you can't go in thinking that you're drastically better than everyone else. And I think it may be a good thing that they lost two games already in these exhibitions in, in Vegas. I mean, like what better way of being humble than by losing against a team like Nigeria and with all due respect to Nigeria, right? Like, they're um they have a bunch of they have some nba players but you know compared to some all-stars that are on the team usa team it's it's almost not the same you know and it's shocking but, though chris it's shocking it's, and then like i'm less surprised about their loss against australia because australia you could argue that they have the second or third best league in the world that um anyway point being Team USA, glad they got humbled. I'm I'm excited to watch, even though the games are probably being crazy times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. You know, obviously you wish, you know, a guy like Bradley Beal could play. He was really excited about it, playing with his old childhood friend, Jason Tatum. He withdrew. Kevin Love withdrew. And now in comes these role players like Keldon Johnson, who I think is going to become a household name by the end of this, Chris. He really performed in their last exhibition game against Spain. He was all over the place, diving for loose balls, getting key rebounds. And that's not something that these other superstar guys are really accustomed to doing because Kelvin's going to play a role. And those other guys are more like, I'm going to jack up threes and we'll see how it goes. But,
1: but, play hero ball. And I think someone like Keldon Johnson really adds to the team element of of this because a lot of these guys are alphas on their respective teams. For sure. And for And for them to like really like downsize the role, you need a a strong leader to for everyone to get in line. And I don't I don't know if Damon's that guy or Draymond's that guy, but they don't have that guy guy. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no maybe Kevin Durant, but I don't I also don't think that's his style, but we'll see. Speaking of strong leaders,
0: how about JaVale McGee? When his career is over, Chris, he's gonna end up with at least three NBA championships. A yeah. gold medal for Team USA and one of the stars on a hit TV show for everyone. Shocked and a fool. I mean, JaVale McGee's going to go down with a sneaky, historically great career.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked. As or much resume, as else. anyway. <laughs> career resume. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I agree. The crazy part to me is that was there nobody else in the NBA? that they could have picked, but JaVale McGee, but listen, man, like, again, it goes back to what I just said. Like a lot of these, a lot of the players on this team are like are players who are used to doing some of the, the grunt of the offensive workload and not so much of the hustle plays and not so much of the, you know, things that the intangibles. And I think that's something someone like Kelvin Johnson and JaVale McGee bring, which, You could argue it's also as much as as, is as necessary as some of the other things like points, rebounds. and Yeah,
0: no, I I definitely think that's going to be interesting to see. It's fun to see new guys on the team because I'm in the belief that if you have half this roster of superstars, the other guys could be role players and you'll still win easily. If, If anything, it might actually be better for your team long term. But I'm curious to see how this plays out. I'm more interested in watching these games than I was, say, last week when we talked about it. As you said, I do wish these games were not at crazy times like 8 in the morning, but at the same time, we will make it work. That begins Sunday. Can't wait for that. And, Chris, let's get to our final thoughts right after this. Okay, Chris, final thoughts time. I already am missing the NBA. October 19th is the expected start date of the 2021-2022 season. 90 days from now, Chris, I can't wait.
1: I can't wait for it either, and luckily we have – the NBA draft next week and then we have the summer league and then we won't have basketball for some time, which I'm dreading to think about because, you know, part of why I love the NBA season is having the ability to talk about it with you. Um, But, you know, at least we'll have the Olympics and like I said, the draft and summer league. So, you know, we're expecting a lot of big things for this, for this off season. Hopefully the Knicks make an extra jump, the right jump. (laughs) But as it relates to this season, this season was a Another crazy one. I, I It goes without saying that this season was filled with too many injuries. The bow, on, the, bow, the bow on it was really having the Bucks and Giannis win this NBA title. And, like, it was such a fun season. I mean, we have a relevant Knicks team again and something to be hopeful for.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned summer league. That's going to be sneaky fun, right? You're going to have Obi Toppin in his first summer league. You're going to have Emmanuel Quickly in his first summer league because they didn't have her last year. And then t- – potentially two you know first round rookies and a high second round pick rookie in there as well we will get to all those rookies on our draft preview show next week it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out there's already rumors flying team trying to move up team trying to move down will the Detroit Pistons actually trade the number one pick I don't think so but we will get to that next week
1: yes sir have a good week everyone you know, man, you know, man, you you know, man.